Welcome back to Trends in Low Places, a comedic exploration of the dumbest stories of the day. I am one of your hosts, Mike Cushing. And I am the Jorah to his Danny, Michael Howard. I can't. I'm just going to... Michael. Uh. <laughs> I would I would lay my life on the line to protect you, Kush. Thanks, buddy. I would. You're, you're the future of this podcast. I would hug your wound-ridden body <laughs> and your horrible, horrible, messed up faces. I guess Sora curled up around me? Yeah, that'd probably be it. Um, uh, s- spoiler alerts. Don't listen to the past 45 seconds. Yep. Whoops. Shit. So, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. It's been a couple weeks since it we did been. this particular podcast or any other one. Um, how I've was... been finishing out my last days of freedom. Mm-hmm. I go back back into the workforce tomorrow, which yes. is exciting, but also very sad because I very much enjoyed being unemployed. It was terrific. Yeah. Um, you had about, what, four weeks off? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's interesting that um, in the four weeks of not working, we couldn't do our side gig <laughs> <laughs> a single time. Well, unfortunately, you took, was... you took not working to such great lengths and extremes, and I appreciate that more than anything. I think I just traveled. I traveled a bit, and then when I wasn't traveling, I didn't want to do anything. Like hey, I bud. kept saying, I would do things. I was like, I'm going to explore Chicago. I'm going to go do this thing, and then I would just be like. You know what would be better than that is watching all four seasons of The Magicians. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, for sure. That would be way better than what? doing things. Mm-hmm. What, any other good shows did you, did you finish up? Uh, I don't know. I was watching Archer. Watched get, a little bit of watched a little bit of Veep. Did you get into anything weird? Anything out of the norm for you? I'm curious. I mean, Magicians is pretty far out of the norm for me. I'm not normally a, uh, like, I'm not a Harry Potter person. Sure. <clears throat> I tried reading the first book and, and didn't really do it for me. I think I was a little old for Harry Potter, but... um, Or no, you just... Yeah, no, you were a little old and J.K. Rowling hadn't caught up to you to write her <laughs> sexy Harry Potter yet. Exactly. So you were just waiting for the sexy Harry Potter with sex and stuff. The Magicians is kind of like a... um, A sexy what? Narnia? Yeah, it's like a fresh out of college, uh, extremely horny, semi-angsty Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. It's like um, Narnia. Which I'm if, into, apparently. It's like Narnia if Aslan fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I only saw the first season of the show. I read the books. I really like them. Um, okay. I, no, like, Downton Abbey or anything, uh, like, way out of the norm that you just were like, ah, fuck it, I'm doing it. No one's here to watch me. I mean, I, I watched I watched way too much true TV. Because, <laughs> like, during, <laughs> during the week, during the week, all they do is show constantly... It's Impractical Jokers, and then all of those, like, 20 dumbest criminals, 20 dumbest Darwin finalists, or whatever. Just, like, D-list celebrities talking about, like, internet clips, I guess. Okay. So, um, okay. Did and you Price is Right, obviously. Sure, obviously. We'll make, let's make a deal. All, all, all the, the classics. All the good ones. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, okay. I just realized, because I looked up True TV, just realized that the guys from Super Troopers have a uh, yes. a firefighter show called Tacoma, Tacoma FD. FD. Yeah, and That's not on in the middle of the day, though, so I have not seen it yet. Oh, okay. Oh, you're limited to working hours for your TV. <laughs> okay, got it. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> well, Michael, you um, have you gathered any fun stories, any Tilparinos for me over the last couple weeks? Um, No. I've been trying to avoid most of the most of the news just just in general. Yeah. Um, there was something very interesting that uh, apparently happened today in downtown Chicago, not too far from where I was watching Avengers Endgame. Oh yeah, today. we didn't even talk about that one. I guess yeah. We- well, see, I don't feel bad about spoiling Game of Thrones because like 
if you cared that much about spoilers, you would have just watched that shit already. Right. That's fair. Especially by the time we release this. Um, th- that end game, though, like a movie, I feel like you should at least have a couple weeks to get to watch it without spoilers. Right. Yeah. Especially it's the culmination of 11 years of. Yeah. Uh, it just feels wrong to even like say anything about it other than it was dope and people should go see it. And if anything, I, I really am happy that just I mean, this shouldn't be a spoiler. It's been over the Internet for years at this point. They they actually did the whole Ant-Man crawls into Thanos butt and expands to giant size to kill him. Like that I, was great. I thought that was a bold move. And it was it was. But it was a little scary, I think, for the other Avengers. I mean, that like honestly the, the the end the last two hours of the movie just being them dealing with the emotional fallout of understanding that ant-man could crawl into their butt at any second like that's the real end game how do you go on living now that there's a small man who could be in anyone's butt at any time at any moment you would have no idea until you were turned into just exploded body parts and um, honestly you probably wouldn't know that's i mean if i had that's to a choose point. a way to go I mean, instantaneous butt explosion, pretty high. And what up I there. think makes it most most shocking, I think, for the Avengers is like at any given moment, you know, Tony thought he was the leader, you know, Cap thought he was the leader, Thor thinks he's you know the leader because he's he's most powerful. Uh, you got Cap Marvel comes in there, she's like, nah, actually, I can fucking do whatever the fuck I want. And then they all of a sudden they look over at Ant Man and they're like, I guess he's the leader now because he can go into our butts. <laughs> quantum into our butts and yeah, then just pop out of nowhere. nothing we can do about it and that, i mean like i think you have to change how do you avenge that you got to change the whole the whole shtick they got you can't mm-hmm. avenge the butt explosions no so i mean luckily he only did it to the one person but for now it's that exit existential threat of just yeah no butt is safe sorry michael you were saying something in chicago there was a suspicious object uh that caused police to shut down state street um which State Street, if, if for anyone who doesn't know, is like kind of like the the other main shopping um, area in Chicago. So there's Magnificent Mile, which is Michigan Ave. And then further south, there's State Street, where like the State Street Macy's is and all that stuff. Um, suspicious object. Couldn't tell what it was. I thought it might be a small bomb of you, some you, sort. You got to take everything seriously these days. You can't you uh, have to you take really nothing for do. granted. Unfortunately, this was uh, just an unopened can of... It looks like an unopened can. Maybe there's some electronics in it of um, Chef Boyardee on some uh, skate wheels. Okay. Just, just rolling, rolling down the middle of the street. Which was it rolling under its own power? How How is this thing <laughs> scooting around? <laughs> it seems like from the pictures, it looks like there's like an antenna coming off of it. Okay. So it's it's a robot. It's a drone. So it looks like it's a robot or it's a Chef Boyardee drone. drone. It's a Chef Boyardee um, drone. <laughs> um. It turns out that it was a class project at DePaul, or at least a professor at DePaul found out about it and called the police and said that it was just a toy and that they didn't have to worry about the Chef Boyard. We just say Chef Boyard drone. The chef, I was trying to think of an explosion reference or like bomb reference, but my brain didn't work that fast. <laughs> chef Boyard blow up good. <laughs> chef Bombardee. Uh, <laughs> so that was fun. Well, so... I don't understand. Well, okay, this gets crapped on. I so I found this. I do like that they drew a face on the front of the can. Whoever whoever did this, um, so it is smiling. So it does kind of have an AI personality, which you know any good you know destructobot needs to these days. It's just a friendly little friendly little ravioli container. 
But what if this is just a hot new like food delivery startup? Like if Domino's oh. gets to have little drone bots that go around that I can kick over and steal a pizza out of, how come Chef Boyardee can't get in the action? How come he can't roll down the mean streets of Chicago and deliver that good pasta? Well, um, in well, Chicago, not, unfortunately, not we don't have a lot of we don't have a lot of good we don't have a lot of um, street food in Chicago because most you can only have food trucks in very specific areas. So maybe they knew it was Chef Boyardee and they were like, nah, man, we, we already shut down these the street food situation you can't have any honest to goodness literal street food <laughs> you're not allowed to eat this can of <laughs> spaghettios in the streets <laughs> if it is a new startup for food delivery that's a bold choice to start with the chef boy rd delivery I chef boy r delivery i don't know ballers on budget whatever <laughs> i can i tell you that when i was a kid the chef boy rd beef ravioli was my favorite fucking thing in the world yeah same bud yeah obviously I, I ate a million of those. The uh, and the spaghetti meatballs. I just crushed that shit. Left when was right. the last thing you had a can of Chef Boyardee of any Ooh. sort? Though it's probably thirteen. It's been a very long time. I think I got it in college a couple times because it's like it's pretty cheap. Actually, yeah, I think I definitely had some in college for sure. Good, good meaty meal. You know. Can I say this though? If I saw what was like very clearly a Chef Boyardee can <laughs> rolling down the street on some <laughs> skateboard wheels with rubber bands as axles, like. I'm not calling the cops. I am picking it up and probably getting a fork and eating that can. Like, you can't stop me. I'm going to eat that. <laughs> well, I mean, not not to be too, like, uh, depressing about it, but there's a decent number of homeless people in Chicago and people asking for, for money and stuff. Like, I'm honestly surprised that this lasted long enough for the cops to get called. Mm-hmm. And also, hey... Also, it's, all, it's, at, it's near DePaul, apparently. A lot of college kids. And, I mean, not to put you know, more fun of a point on it, but, you know, rather than having some centers, just go send food to, to the people where they are. Just, just scoot some Chef Boyardee out there. We yeah, we'll this. call it, uh, I got it, we'll call it Meals on Wheels. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, perfect. Hmm. Well, perfect. we nailed that one. Well, Tied a little bow on that. That's nice. Always fun. Um, shit, I don't know where to go from that. Uh, we definitely need to talk about... Um, I do love that apparently they have security footage of a student taking, quote unquote, and I am upset about this, the toy outside and putting it in the street as a school. Pro- <laughs> I was like, no, that's not a toy. It's a toy. You know, it's like... Um, no, I don't know if you've is- seen the... I don't know if you've seen the, uh, the previews for Toy Story 4 yet with Forky. No, I haven't. You know how I feel about those movies. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it has some terrible implications because in Toy Story 4, the preview, he's with this younger girl who makes a toy at school, which is just like a spork with like googly eyes and like <laughs> pipe cleaning wire as arms and some weird tape legs. And it's alive. Whoa. Every toy that even once you create okay, as a hold child, on. that has a lot of implications right. for the Toy Story universe. Because okay, yes. apparently I have personally created and destroyed a multitude of sentient, soulful beings. I have created, willed into existence, and then sent it to the abyss. <laughs> and how many toys that our parents kill? Like we Tons. brought it home. We're like, hey, look at this uh, macaroni face I made. That thing is alive. That thing can talk when and you're like, not there. Alive and then, like, not quite mortally wounded. If you're like, oops, the legs, the back legs snapped off. 
first of all, I don't know, it's vascular system, so I don't know what's going on back there, but like, okay, now it's just a two-legged spork monster, and he has to live in horrible pain, just having been shorn in twain. I I played with a a Mr. Potato Head for the first time in probably like 20 years Mm -hmm. this weekend. Always a a good time. Um, How sexual did you get, and how quickly? I didn't really get sexual, I just... I kind of just started picking pieces out at random and shoving them into into the spots on the potato head. And then I looked at it and I just had a thought about Toy Story and I was like, oh, God, what have I done? What kind of unholy creation have I made? I mean, well, the nice thing about him is that he can reconfigure himself. He, well, he's true. showing himself to do that nonstop. At least at least in that one, Mr. Potato has Mr. Potato Head has some agency over the horrible things you've done to him. He can change into whatever configuration he desires most. Oh, angry eyes. Here we go. My spaghetti monster is he's glued shut and apparently he is alive. How does how do his little penne lips move? Well, and the fact that they put a face on this thing, I'm pretty sure that means it's alive. Okay, so hold on. What are the rules for birthing a toy like willing a toy does it need a fucking face or is it just any toy oops i made this like balled up what does a ball in a cup do when you're not around probably Can just th- throws itself into itself oh man what a shitty life that thing has <laughs> think outside your only purpose ball in a cup <laughs> what do you what do you want to do ball in a cup hmm. does the simple act of drawing a face on a toy give it new like any Let's say an inanimate toy. And first of all, do other toys look down on ball in a cup until it has a face drawn on it and suddenly realizes like, oh, my God, I'm fucking alive. And they're like, that's true. Are there any toys in Toy Story that come alive that aren't that don't have faces? Do they not become alive until you give them a face? I think that might be the thing. Now, this introduces a whole new Toy Story cast system that I am not comfortable with. Yeah. Face boys and non face boys. (laughs) Hmm. I'm going to have to think about this one. There are some implications from the trailer you just told me about that I have not seen and didn't really care about that now. Apparently, I need to really get deep into the lore of the Toy Story universe. I'm, all I'm saying is I need like a... Who is the George R. R. Martin of the Toy Story universe? Where can I read a 900-page book that explains the backstory and why they're here? <laughs> well... There isn't one, clearly, because he would have written that book and not Toy Story 4. The mere fact that Toy Story 4 is out and you can see trailers of it, or will be out soon, means that there is no George R. R. Martin of the Toy Story universe. I need a... Uh, the universe, if you will. <laughs> I need a book based on the movie Toy Story, is what I need, I guess. You need a novelization of Toy... Like a gritty novelization of yeah. Toy Story? Yeah, I do. I need it like... Because I just want to know, I mean, they have to come from somewhere, right? Like, what is what is Woody's origin story is what I need to know. Who is the first toy? Who breathed the spark of life into him? Is there an all spark, a la Transformers? With the cavemen, when they started drawing, like, faces and animals and stuff like that, did, did rocks, did sticks become toys? How did this start? What even is a toy? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there a scene in Toy Story, though, where there is a sex toy, like a like a vibrator or something that does talk? What the fuck? And I do not remember it having face. It must have had some kind of face like thing. Hold on. Or maybe it was an SNL skit that was called Sex Toy Story, which now that I'm thinking about it makes a lot more sense. I'm pretty sure there was an SNL and or Mad TV or some kind of internet sketch called Sex Toy Story. Yeah, I'm 
because you've just posited a troubling re- and <laughs> Michael I think we talked about this on uh, Longest Days of Our Lives that I did not see Toy Story 3 because I didn't care to see it because I don't like crying um, it was mad TV but you pos- <laughs> yeah I was going to say that you posited in Toy Story 3 which I had not seen that Andy stumbles into his mom's bedroom and pulls out her toys and it or not not Andy sorry Woody gets in there and up to all his good tricks and meets a talking dildo <laughs> That's what you thought happened in a Pixar film. <laughs> I thought that maybe so during Toy Story 2 and 3 they do encounter a lot of different styles of toys and there is some adventures had. I thought that maybe in passing there was a that Andy's mom drew a face on her <laughs> vibrator to make it more like lifelike and then it whoops, it's alive now. Here's a question, if you just draw a face, okay, it's it's that it's that creature. What if I were to take something that is not does not have a face and I were to say put a celebrity's picture on it mm-hmm. as its face? Does that does that toy then become that celebrity? Have can I make Hugh Jackman in in the toy box? Exactly. That's what and I'm he saying. shows up and yeah. Like if I mm. get a if I get a uh if I get a Wolverine action figure, is he Wolverine? Hmm. If I if I smack a glossy JPEG of Tim Allen onto a popsicle stick man and then put him in the same room as Buzz Lightyear, are they the same? Per- is it a, that Spider-Man meme where they're pointing at each other and just saying racist things back and forth at each other? It sounds to me like you would also read a book about the lore of Toy Story. I mean, now I'm going to write it. But yes, I would. I am at this point vastly intrigued about the rules. Because, Michael, you've opened up a whole new possibility of just, like, if we can cre- if we have the power to create toys that have life, I'm sorry. I'm God now. I'm just, I just I can create life at will. Can we write an unauthorized biography of Woody from Toy Story without getting sued? That's uh, parody. That falls under parody, right? Probably. Definitely fair use. And yeah. Luckily, the Disney company is not famously litigious, so no, um, I'm sure they won't prob- even care. Probably fine if we just craft some very detailed, highly sexual Woody fanfic. So yeah, here's the thing, though: like you don't get in trouble until it gets big enough that people find out about it. But by that time, damage is done, man. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, what if Sid from Toy Ooh. Story One, rather than abusing toys? Found out that he had the power to make life from toys and just created an evil Sid army. That really changes things. Yeah, especially if you can just do the picture thing because you could just create toys and put your own picture on it. Then you just have an army of yourself. Mm-hmm. Just leave instructions out for them like, do this shit. Rob a bank as toys. Thank you. Well, Michael, I think we've talked about Toy Story for not nearly long enough, but for all we have time for this week. Um, any other fun stories for me? Uh, you told me that you had a fun Twitter thread that you wanted to talk about. I do. You know, Michael, we don't like to talk about politics on this one, on this show, because it's bad. Um, and also I will say I did find an article about the Indian Army saying that it found Yeti footprints in the Himalayas, which is pretty tilt-worthy. But uh, let, mm. let me let me focus up. Was Sorry. Jose Canseco involved? He's hunting in all the wrong places, as yeah. we discussed previously. Um. But also, by the way, would you pay money to go hunt Bigfoot with Jose Canseco? Because I certainly would. And I think I could gather up some some friends to go along with us. I mean, we've already talked about this. There is there is no way I would quit my job before I even started it to go hunt Bigfoot with Jose Canseco. The Yeti. Um, OK, well, Michael, um, 
obviously all politicians are bad. And I, just, I for one, have already had my fill of uh, the 2020 election. Um, I'm still not willing to say that every single last one of them is bad. I, I am on board the Elizabeth Warren train for now. I'm sure that somehow she's going to like it's going to get ruined for me. But for I, now, I think she's just going to accidentally do an Instagram story of her drinking beer and then leave it on while she's walking around her kitchen talking about like just real sexist stuff. <laughs> and that's just that's There's just gonna gonna... Be a video of her just talking to one of her friends about uh, the Toy Story universe and sex toys and then it's just and, gonna end her presidency and how her legion of sex toys do come <laughs> alive at night and have pretty good weird sex parties and she knows about it and doesn't do anything to doesn't stop do it. anything um yeah so here's a twitter thread from this is a man named stephen canning who is uh from the uk um he's just gonna and I, apparently michael this is gonna shock you but uh bad politicians are uh universal because he said if you think the UK has some bad political candidates, let me introduce you to our good friends in Australia. And he shares a Twitter thread um, of a politician named uh, Mark Ellis. And let me preface this by saying I know literally nothing about Australian politics. Um, or Australia, other than anything there kills you? Other than that, it's populated by... And this Twitter thread does absolutely nothing to dissuade me of the fact that I think it is populated entirely by criminals. And murderous animals. So there's that. Um, his handle is at One Nation Mark. Mark Ellis is his real God given human name. Um, so at One Nation makes me think he's a racist, just a classic racist. Yeah. Um, anytime, anytime there's one first, whatever, like all that stuff is just, uh, you can just tell you're, you're dealing with a real racist boy. Particularly again in a, in a nation that was taken from other people which yeah oddly comes into play in this one but um this tweet is hi australia simple enough my name is mark ellis and i am the one nation candidate for McAllister, which i assume is a state or a city or a re- i don't know a place in australia <laughs> pleased to meet you let's open a dialogue which is you know how a human talks yeah i am a human running for a pre- for an office the um the first response comes from a man named michael hing it says hi mark are all these people calling you a kidnapper on Twitter? <laughs> Which, as far as first responses to your political announcement go, <laughs> sounds not bad. Yeah, seems um, bad. Bad start. Mark responds because of a thirty-year-old incident of which I am sorry and have learned a lot. It was not kidnapping, though. A thirty-year-old incident. This guy does not look like he's much more than forty. Forty. So 45, it's it's maybe? hard to say how old he was when he almost certainly kidnapped someone. <laughs> no details yet. It was um, not. If you have to qualify something with it was not kidnapping, that means it probably was kidnapping. The it's actually it was not kidnapping though. Though it's the though that really makes it like almost certainly that was a kidnapping. It was something very akin to kidnapping. It certainly had all the classic tenets and hallmarks of what most people would legally consider a kidnapping. Um, we continue. Um, Michael Hing responds, whoa, sounds pretty full on. What happened? Which full on, I don't know, seems like some sort of cool uh, British slang for I like I don't it. Know, something crazy. Mark says, I don't want to talk about something so far in the past. I would rather rather talk about my policies. To which Michael says, oh, what's your policy on kidnapping? <laughs> <laughs> now... Michael, Mark obviously responds as any normal human being would and says, obviously, I am against it. I have not kidnapped anyone. 
But okay. Then he, he follows up with just one really alarming sentence. Um, that's uh, the court proof they came willingly. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I. Hmm. I feel like in the situation where, um, there may or may not have been a kidnapping. If mm-hmm. if the people who have been kidnapped say they've been kidnapped, and typically they've they've been kidnapped. Yeah. Right? Like, why would you say you were kidnapped? otherwise yeah and here's one so critically important thing so if my previous assumptions about mark ellis you know with the context clues of oh he's a racist um (laughs) the word they now mark does not seem like the kind of forward-thinking person who really respects the uh gender pronouns or non-specific gender pronouns i don't think he said they in the singular non-specific pronoun uh, sense. I so think you he think said, he means it in the multiple people sense? I think he said they, as in the group that he definitely kidnapped <laughs> and did not come willingly. Oh, man. I feel bad. Like, I don't know. I don't know who was kidnapped or what happened. And I feel kind of bad laughing at it without knowing the context. But I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing at Mark Ellis being a racist piece of shit. Here's a little more context. Jake Zeta Acosta jumps in and says... How pleased with yourself were you when you kidnapped those indigenous kids and threatened them? Okay, so yes, he is a racist piece of shit. Yep, and again, multiple counts. Um, Mark responds, at the time I thought I was doing the right thing and have realized in hindsight it was wrong. All caps, but it wasn't technically kidnapping. Two exclamation points, and that's the point. <laughs> um, someone responds with a... How, a f- wait, in hindsight he, he realized it was wrong? Mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah, I didn't realize that kidnapping was, was wrong until mm-hmm. now. 30 yeah. years later. After the court proved that they willingly came and it was not kidnapping. It wasn't technically kidnapping. Still wrong. Um, so a day later, Mark continues. Um, heaps of other... Th- it's, this is appears to be a very clear way to, to, to distract from the conversation around him clearly kidnapping some indigenous kids in 1994. Um, heaps of other things happened in 1994 other than my kidnapping. So at least now he's owning up to it. Um, NAFTA was signed. Historic. Hashtag 1994 events. Uh, okay. One, for one, 1994 was only 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess maybe he could have done it in 1989. Secondly, NAFTA, correct me if I'm wrong, is the North American Free Trade Agreement, which has nothing to do with Australia. Mm-hmm. And as far as I know and have been told repeatedly, uh, very bad and broken very bad. and we've been treated so unfairly. Okay, so he's trying He's trying to get 1994 events trending? Trending, and he chose NAFTA to do it, and I'm just off the top of my head, not Shawshank Redemption, Forrest Gump, The Lion King, The uh, Santa Claus. Uh, fucking... Or Dumb and Dumber. Or Kurt Cobain killing himself. Wasn't that 94? Probably. I don't that would have been way better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and also, like, there weren't Marvel movies then, so, like, I don't care about 1994. It was a bad time. <laughs> just stupid um yeah what ha- what did happen yep. april april 8th 1994 oh the playstation launched changed oh, the world forever there you go yeah donkey kong country came out that's all i did when i was when i was nine in 1994 so mark ellis doesn't know a goddamn thing about 1994 events but chooses so did to- he finally did he finally uh did he finally give up while he was so far behind or did he continue to dig down oh he homie kept digging uh-huh. um so again uh first of all all caps i did not ki- kidnap three little boys in 1994 
Oh, lowercase. They weren't that little. They came willingly, and it and it was a different time. Hashtag forget the past. It was and, a different time where you could totally lure unwitting children into being kidnapped. And then he posts a dictionary definition of kidnapping um, with the act of abducting someone and holding them captive with the question, who have I kidnapped? And then follows it up with a final tweet, and his account is now deleted. Um we all have skeletons in our closet. I have opened the closet and shown the skeletons. Now the skeletons are gone. I have no skeletons left. And that's not how skeletons work. No, nah, they're still there, bro. They're just, like, not hidden anymore. Also, also, is he trying to say that if a, a little child comes willingly that it's not kidnapping? Because I'm pretty sure that's the entire gist of the free candy van. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, they come willingly. That's literally what it does from the movie it exactly book, it he lures kids willingly and then he eats them which is bad uh so apparently what this man did along with six other fucking cops um was they picked up six uh indigenous kids and then took their shoes drove them 12 miles away and had them walk home without their shoes oh and so, it goes on you'd think yeah. that was the end of the mark ellis story it was not Oh, he later does. resigned from mowing a swastika into a lawn and threatening to kill people. Yeah. So this guy had all of this stuff in, in his past, all, all of this. And yep. he was like, you know what I should do? I should run for public office. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm sure, I'm sure that all of this stuff will be gone and forgotten. Yep. And um, first of all, yeah, so one, I guess he did that after he got fired. He mowed a swastika into his lawn. Um thing is about skeletons is that they don't go away especially if you keep creating new ones and they don't i've go, seen game of thrones i yeah, know you that's have true. to at least kill the night king and then even then they're not away they're just not alive and biting your face off anymore <laughs> they're still, they're still there. very visible critically there and by the way winterfell stinks to high hell right now oh good god just just a lot of stank well they already let all the wildlings in there oh whoa okay i'm just saying they don't shower whoa it's cold up on the wall they don't need to shower now that they're below the wall where it's not quite frozen all the time just saying they probably stink a little you you never sweat in winter when you're wearing your furs running around doing all of your good fights and stuff yeah you but know? the cold the cold kind of holds it all in you know well i'm okay finding a couple skeletons in your closet <laughs> <laughs> Look, I love the wild wing, wildlings. Uh, I love the buffalo wildlings. Yeah, <laughs> I would. I would follow Tormund to the ends of the earth. Wildlings, I love you. Just come with me. I'm going to put you in the bath. Just walk with me I'm, to the I'm bath. I'm just saying they need. They just need a little bit, a little shower. Wow, that's okay, man. Covered a lot about you and how you <laughs> feel. Some of your prejudices. <laughs> well, Michael, now that we've uh, uncovered some of the worst people on the planet Earth, including yourself. Um, yeah, got any, any other fun stories for me, buddy? Any fun stories? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, I know that uh, you are like me, and you've um, you've done the keto diet. You've done it for much longer than I have. Uh, mm-hmm. We've talked about like going to the gym, trying to like eat healthy. Yeah, yeah, eat healthy, nothing but meat and fat. <laughs> but we're like we're trying to get into a shape, you know, and not just yeah. like a round shape. Yeah, you could say I'm pretty dedicated to the fitness life. You could and say like, that. You know, if you like, if you could get those six pack abs, right? We would do that. Yeah, I guess I'd like to be considered conventionally attractive. Sure. What if you could get instant six pack abs, though? Okay. Okay. 
Which, by the way, uh, not to spoil too much from Endgame, but I did think that was just going to happen. <laughs> and then it didn't. And I was so happy. I was so pleased. I like to think that Taika Waititi's presence on set and in this movie uh, had to influence that decision. Yeah, I just I, and I don't want to spoil it because it is just so good. But yeah, there is no, one yeah, character so that I'm just glad. I'm just glad. I'm so happy about it. Um, but now, Kush, you can go in and you can get a procedure called abdominal etching where okay, they that will. Sounds, where, where do I go to get this? Uh, Bangkok, Thailand, which I will, oh. I will be there in November. So I'm thinking maybe I'll check this out. Oh, you'll finally be attracted to your wife. Exactly. Right, just in time for the beach. Nice. Okay. Instant, uh, instant six pack, huh? Yeah, it's it's a very abs focused liposuction. Oh, they just okay. go oh, in there and they remove all the fat that's covering. Because I don't know if you knew this, but we all have abs. Yeah, and I can feel them in there. Like, they're like they're, underneath all the. They're fat. in there. Yeah, I can I can flex my tum tum. I know they're there. Yeah, so I mean, it makes sense that you can just get rid of that. Not anything else. There's just the six pack, so you can just be a big frumpy asshole still. Okay, so it's it's literally, there's nothing else, it's just sucking out all the, the fat from your tummy, and you're just, that's it? Yep. They just, they they basically draw on some abs with a marker, <laughs> if I could tell from this picture, and then they, uh, they, they, they suck out some, the fat, and they, um, they just really <laughs> emphasize those abs that are hiding underneath there. Okay, um, that's interesting. So, Michael, I, I will, I, I... This is partially just me and, you know, my my basis in Western medicine. When you you sent me this article a little earlier and I didn't read it, I, there's just the headline story um, of a man holding up his PlayStation shirt <laughs> to reveal his very bruised but clearly very defined uh, eight-pack abs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then next to it, I guess, is the pre-photo with, like, a cast around his, his tum-tum, uh, framing out what the abs will look like. And I, honest to God, thought that they just injected this silicone matrix underneath the skin to give you abs. And I was like, fully be, I was like, yeah, that's what Thailand would do. <laughs> so you, you'd prefer the addition rather than the subtraction method of getting the abs. I don't prefer it. I just figured that's what would happen. Like, I have to the, say this dude looks great. I mean, he looks sh- shredded for sure. Yeah. Like, he's a good... I expect... When I open this up, I'm not gonna lie, I expected some horror shows. I'll be honest, he's still got a little punch. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen Have you seen the very last picture, though? Or, I mean, the second to last picture, where he's in the St. Regis in a bathrobe. No, I only see the two. I only have two. Where's mine? Where, send it to me. He's like, where is it? It looks good. You know, that's uh, all I'm saying. Well, hold on. I wanted to see a sexy robe pic. I didn't, I didn't get that one. <laughs> uh, I clicked on the wrong link. I do love the Sharpie drawing of abs on this guy. <laughs> I can't yeah, imagine, okay. I can't imagine that the dude in this in the picture with being drawn on is the same person at the end of this. Because he's he also has pecs. Thing is, he's also had a lot of other Yeah, that's the one thing. It's like, dude's got like clearly defined pecs. <laughs> <laughs> and also not to be like that nose has seen work. <laughs> I mean, like, that's the thing. This is just a hot guy. He's just a hot looking dude. Just a hot looking um, dude. And now he has hot looking dude abs. 
Okay, but like, okay, God, you, you've been blessed by your creator who drew you together on a on a spork and put you into this world. <laughs> you've already been blessed with hot, handsome looks. Do a little workout, buddy. Do some crunches. He I said, don't need to. He said, I worked out regular, regularly, but I still couldn't get rid of the fat around my stomach. I do what I can, but in the parts I can't, I leave it up to the doctor. All right. Well, that's fine. That's a nice personal choice. If you had abs like that, would you ever wear a shirt? Never. I'd I be wouldn't. one of the... I was walking around Atlanta the other day and it was just like in a shopping center and just some dude who had like the classic like pelvic V and was just ripped to hell and back was just walking around without a shirt on. And I was like, my initial thought was like, man, fuck that guy. And then my second thought was, yeah, yeah, that's exactly I what I would it. do. Yeah, I get it, though. And he was like, oh, it was like the muscularity that's just like too much. It's like, <laughs> what are you doing, bud? I mean, this guy was hitting the gym, unlike this joker who has to rely on doctors that's what you um, think though because but if i just saw this dude if i just saw this dude i'd be like yeah he he works out mm-hmm. oh yeah homie lives for sure <laughs> that's actually cheaper now, well that's one of, okay so now michael i'm thinking about it this guy solid nine pre-abs rock hard 10 now that now that he's you know he's nice and cut it's nice being like a generous six that i don't necessarily really have to worry about having just chiseled eight pack abs i'm like i know what i am i don't need to go this extra mile like hey i'm gonna stay healthy i'm gonna do my running i'm gonna i'm gonna eat my ketos to get my weight down but like i'm not i don't not impressing anybody never never ever yeah i don't think i don't think i i i don't think i'm ever um getting anything on my looks i definitely no. have to win them over with my personality right and like this guy's probably just not funny but <laughs> but that's the thing though He's a, he was a, a solid nine and had to go the extra medical mile to get to that 10. And I mean, he did it. And also, I guess he has like a brand sponsorship because he's got Red Bull sponsored swim trunks. So actually, that's yeah. Yeah. The, the very last picture on here is a picture of him holding up an old, what looks like a passport photo of him. Mm-hmm. Unrecognizable. Yeah. Plastic wow, surgery has come a long way. Yeah, damn. He first, he looks, I mean, not to be too much but he looks like a different nationality (laughs) like he like everything about his face eyes hair like body like his chin is a different shape everything about this dude is different well but this is what i'm saying like you whenever i'm looking for weird stories inevitably there will be this story about a woman who made herself look like a cat or she tried to look like a kardashian or some guy who tried to look like a disney prince or something and it's like it's always made their dick 19 inches longer it always turns out terribly and it's like some weird uncanny valley shit and it's, it is, and it, it's nice and that's what i expected when i opened this and i was like you know what he's kind of sold me on it yeah i mean like, it looks very painful and like oh yeah that part is i'm not okay with well first of all okay michael so there's if you click into the actual source link um so first of all <laughs> it, it, homie had a little beard tum tum that's fine <laughs> um so first of all, I, and this is so important, the newspaper of record for the story is just called Coconuts Bangkok, <laughs> which I love personally. Um, but it goes very deep into like <laughs> who he was before all these images and like, oh yeah, he had, he had some work done. Coconuts.co slash Bangkok. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. It looks like he's had even more work done since then. Mm-hmm. Again. Okay, so apparently this dates back to 1990s Texas, which with the biggest risk seems to be getting goofy looking results rather than fab abs. (laughs) 
It's like, oh no, you made me too ripped. Oh, it's man. only $3,700 US. I'm just saying, I'm gonna be in Bangkok in November. If I come back with sweet abs, don't be shocked. If I come back with sweet abs and my same flabby arms, don't be shocked. (laughs) Would you be, would you worried about being too ripped? (sighs) I mean, is there a thing? Yeah, there definitely is a thing. I just, I mean, I I just said I saw it in real life. This guy was too ripped. They're like, you just look like a cartoon character. Yeah, I don't want that. I just want a little, just a little bit. Yeah, just a hint. Just let yeah, people just know that I'm there. Hint of abs. That I, yeah, and I'm. I'm a, I've done squats or crunches, <laughs> crunches. whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably sculpt my butt. Mm, yeah, <laughs> just, just a real nice toit butt. So that picture of the frog or the the shower thought of the frog running. Yeah. So my friend Peter sent me that. Fuck Peter. Yeah. No. Yeah. So hmm. no. Fuck Peter because your sister sent me that like two weeks ago. Oh no! And I was gonna, I was gonna drop that shit on you, mid mid cast. Damn. Hey Peter, fuck you, dude. <laughs> on two levels. Now you you pissed me off because you sent it to me. Do you want to explain this, Michael? Now that you're also pissed off. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll talk about it. So, uh, early shower thought for the show. How much scarier would a frog be if it ran instead of hopped? You just hear. Plat, 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 coming towards you. And you look down and it's a frog going at full speed. And there is a a picture of a tree frog is what that looks like to me. Yeah. In um, full, perfect, perfect <laughs> full form. On, yeah. Like, like, uh, you were Michael, Michael Johnson. Phelps. I was going <laughs> to say Michael Lewis. Phelps? I was like, that's not right. That's also Carl wrong. Lewis and or Michael Johnson. Full on sprint. Oh, um. It's so gross. And there's like a streak, like a, a visible blur of the frog running behind. Oh, God, it's so bad. And then uh, I found a, in the Journal of Experimental Biology, there is a red-legged running frog, which all does like to run so much. And with See, its hind legs, hind limbs alternating. So not even like running like a some kind of, I don't know, animal or cat or dog or something. No, it's like, it's running like a person. So I purposefully didn't click that link or the video of a the title is frog running and screaming the video the, is horrifying it is one because i didn't want to but mostly because i knew i needed to save it for the fucking show um <laughs> i think you really sh- you should watch it right I'm now about, I'm, I'm, hitting, I'm hitting play should i hit should i have the sound up yes okay hold on <laughs> Oh my god! Oh god! Oh, just the this still image of the frog's fat fucking dumbass face. Why are his eyes so small in relation to his body? Okay, I'm hitting play right now. What the fuck? Why isn't that thing extinct? I don't know. It looks like a mud pie with legs and tiny little eyes, like somehow like half an inch apart in the top of its head. It can't see shit. It doesn't run that fast. And if you touch it, it screams loudly for (laughs) multiple seconds. Oh, my Christ. I don't I just look, I, I understand being disgusted by them, but I just don't understand how you can be afraid of something like that. You don't? Did you watch that fucking video? I mean, maybe if there was like a whole horde of them screaming at me like that, that would be terrifying. But just one of them? Michael, the thing is, I can't keep my eyes on that thing at all times. They just, it looks like, 
I'm just, it looks like it's screaming at you to put it out of its misery, is all I'm saying. Right, but I don't, I, I feel I can't bad get, for it more than anything. I can't even get near it. <laughs> I don't know if that thing's got a knife or poison, because most frogs are poison, I know that much. Most? Most, almost all of them. Did I ever tell you I had to pull a toad out of Sora's mouth one time? Oh, God. Like, was it, was it like, alive still? Uh-huh. And it Ooh. was a big, fat Florida toad about uh, the size of my fist. That was the worst day of my life. <laughs> and honestly, I debated for a second if I was just going to let Sora die. <laughs> <laughs> did it Did it depress you at all that you had to take that frog out of Sora's mouth? Depress did, me? Did it make you a little depressed? You had to do that? Because Depre- I have something that could cure your depression for up to four weeks, Kush. Why would it make it? No. If a, anything, marvel it, of modern, a marvel of modern medicine. It just filled me with adrenaline and f- I, I freaked out because I had to throw it across the yard and then pick up Sora because who still wanted to eat it and bring her back in the house. It no, sounds I, like it made you pretty sad. So you know what I'm going to do? It did I'm gonna, make me sad. I'm going to I'm going to make up I'm going to make up some uh, psychedelic toad milk for you. Whoa, what you, just, just, Wait, you just smoke this and it will cure all of your sadness. Wait, stop. Stop. What was that? Huh? You, psychedelic toad milk. You're going to make some up. Psychedelic I'm gonna find milk. some 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 milky psychoactive secretion of the Colorado River toad. <sighs> oh my god, that was the worst <laughs> sentence. What are you talking about? Apparently, <laughs> the Colorado River toad contains DMT, which is oh, cool. what's found in ayahuasca. So, yeah, if you just smoke some toad, you smoke some toad, smoke yeah, some toad for milk. Sure. For sure, you smoke some toad milk. God, this story gets worse and worse. You just um, you get the toad milk, you dry it, and you smoke it. I don't understand what your problem is, Gosh. Every part of this is just wrong. First of all, it's an amphibian, not a mammal, so you can't milk it. You have to dry it and then smoke it. What are we talking about? I don't like any of this, and that, and also from frogs. Hey, hey, eighteen percent of the people had their average depression ratings decrease. Oh, sorry, their de- average depression ratings decreased by eighteen percent. Did they tell them where it came from? Anxiety was reduced by 39% and stress by 27%. It does not say that they knew that they were smoking toad milk. But, I mean, if it makes you feel better. No, first of all, let's let's get the nomenclature correct. Because toad milk is a lie. It's toad slime. <laughs> and you know that and I know that. It could be toad semen. I don't know. <laughs> Just secretion. Good point. Um, hmm. It just says smoke, milky, psychoactive secretion. I don't know where the secretion is coming from. I don't is want it just to know. To, so it's just toad cum that gets you high. Maybe. Okay. I'm less into it than I was before, and I was already pretty not into it. Um, and this does just remind me of, there's uh, some fantasy series uh, that, like, literally people lick toads or like put toads to their like face uh-huh. to get fucking high and then have weird visions. And that was bad for me reading that as a, in my formative years as a teen, that was bad. The fact that I know that that's actually a thing that toads are out there in, in these God given United States of America in, in our square state that there are just toads out there getting people high. If you milk them, dry it and smoke it. That's bad to me. And you know what? Great. I'm so glad people aren't sad anymore. But um, it apparently contains a substance five times as potent as DMT. But the only way so like licking the toad apparently doesn't do anything. You have to smoke it. It has it has to be smoked or some kind of it has to be activated in some way. According to prohibited.com spelled pro 
and then no more vowels after that inhibited. <laughs> In case you My, were wondering. I was, and but can I say this? I can't get over the fact that, and I can't stress this enough, it says toad milk. Like, it, I just, it's bad to me. It's bad. <laughs> um, there is a Vice video called Getting High with a Hallucinogenic Toad Prophet. Okay, now we're talking about toad wizards, and I'm not. I'm certainly not into it. Um, what if you got a genie, and it came out, and it was a it was a toad? So it was just the hypno toad. It was just out. the hypno toad. You can still get three wishes, whatever you want, but you you're accompanied by a toad. Cool. First wish is don't be a toad anymore. <laughs> I'm gonna burn. That. I'm gonna burn that. If listen, if one of my wishes can be you're free now, go free genie. Another one should definitely be fundamentally change your form to a better more pleasing shape <laughs> and that's just that's just me and also <laughs> i was gonna get real nerdy the uh, <laughs> jinn are a species of fire okay they're beans of pure fire not not compatible with frogs <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, anyway um yeah no first wish don't be a toad second wish i really wish i hadn't seen that toad erase the memory of that toad genie <laughs> third then- wish third wish shit it's either n- never see a toad again in my life Ooh. or give me a million dollars. A million dollars? <laughs> a million dollars. <laughs> One million dollars. <laughs> give me enough money that I never have to be around a toad again. I'm pretty sure if you ask for like a trillion dollars that you could pay someone to just make sure just that step no on toads are frog. anywhere near you ever again. Just have a secret service that goes around stomping on every possible area that might have a toad in it. That So I never have to see them again. You have a trillion dollars. What do you do with it? Well, I budget uh, approximately $10 billion a year for my anti-toad project. There's an entire mm-hmm. an entire division of people that just make sure I never see a toad, a frog, or even anything, maybe even a lizard that looks like it might be a frog. I mean, I'll be honest, if if I have even a, let's say a billion dollars and I spend otherwise being a fully normal human being, but I do spend money making sure I have a posse of people that sweep any area, <laughs> a 50 foot radius around me of toads at any time. I'm probably still the coolest billionaire out there. This is this is a no toad zone. No toad zone. No and toad also, zone. And also, I'll be very cool to hang out with anyone else who does not want to be around toads. I won't be weird about it. I will, I'll look you in the eye. I'll talk to you. You can just hang out. I'll have a new toad army of friends. No toad army. <laughs> no toad. A to- toadless. And honestly, yeah, come come hang out. Even if you just want to hang out and just like you, you're okay with toads, but you just want to hang out and are willing to take a couple bucks to kick toads away from me, you're in. I'll pay you money. I don't give a shit. Just don't want to be around toads. It's also better than uh, what one of the founders of my company spends his billions of dollars on, which is to yell at poor people and uh, talk about how socialism's bad. So, well, yeah, of course. I mean, of course, a billionaire owner of a company would think socialism's bad. Um, yeah. So. No toads for me. I would bur- I would burn my three wishes on the <laughs> just toads. I mean, I mean, honestly, it it definitely comes. My my three wishes are very different. If the genie arrives in any form, that's not a frog. Mm. I see. If it shows up as a frog, you just can't think of anything else after that. And to be honest, like honestly, if he like changes forms at the end of our deal, like that's I mean, that's the worst. That's the worst case scenario. <laughs> He's like, ha, I was a frog the whole time. I was like, oh, great. Now all my all my wishes are tainted. I'm out. And I'll, yeah, honestly, Michael, if I did find relief from my depression, uh, which I do have and would consider smoking something that like relieved it for four full weeks. Um, 
but then I did realize it was from a toad or a frog, my anxiety and depression would come back uh, stronger than ever. I'm just saying sometimes, you know, you're afraid of things you don't understand. And so now maybe you would understand the plight of the toad better if what you is the did whole, smoke the psychoactive is, toad milk. What is the plight of the toad? I don't what know. Is, I haven't had the psychoactive toad milk yet, Kush. I actually do. I'm very curious of the um, Google Doc white paper you would write while high on toad milk <laughs> um, explaining your view of toad life. That's actually kind of my new life goal is to be nowhere near you when you get your hands on toad milk juice smokers. But when definitely your- be on the other end of the text messages. When you, yes, yeah, when you smoke a toad jewel pod, um, and get super totes high. I do just want to hear all your thoughts, but I want to be nowhere near you. <laughs> so if you did find out that I did smoke toad's milk, how long would it be before you would want to be around me again? Uh, years. Before you would be sure that I wasn't going to turn now into a toad because that of the toad's milk. it was fully out of your system? Yeah. It could be months, bud. Probably years. <laughs> Oh man, your your thing with frogs and toads is one of my favorite, just my favorite personality traits of you. Yeah, and it's it's bad because everyone knows about it. Yeah, and, and no, we're res- not nice about it either. No one respects it. We don't treat thing. it like a real thing, and I feel bad about that sometimes. But then also, I keep finding pictures of frogs. So yeah, no, that and hey, you're not alone in that. Um, literally everyone will just send me frog pics out of the blue with no like. Hey, heads up. Like, there's nothing. It's just, it's just, here's a dumb frog. <laughs> I mean, your sister sent me the, the, the shower thought one. Um, well, that's the thing. That's even worse. She sent it to you to surprise me on recorded audio mediums, our, our messages to the world. That's even worse if she didn't have the guts to do it herself. <laughs> this is a real phobia that I have. <laughs> first of all don't truncate silence on that it's like this is a legitimate phobia and no one fucking respects that anything else people are like okay that's a condition but this fucking shit really makes me viscerally ill to my my tummy i get very upset no one fucking respects it no I mean, I I will say that there have been things sent to me with frogs on them that I have refused to show you because they even made me uncomfortable. I was like, if they make me uncomfortable, they might they might send Kush spiraling downwards and just hide underneath his bed. Well, that's the thing, too. So, like, when my friend Peter sent it, we were in, like, a a shared Slack group with some uh, former coworkers, uh, and he tagged me in it. So I would get an alert to go see it. So, like, there's no chance I wasn't going to see this fucking thing. I have no respect. <laughs> I get no respect. It's a legitimate condition. <laughs> Sorry, bud. I don't think you are. Well, Michael, you got any closing thoughts? I mean, thoughts you put you put yourself in the public eye, so that's I mean, that's on you a little bit. Okay, f- first of all, fuck that. People have been sending me frog pictures for twelve years. As soon as I made the dumb mistake of letting any, literally anyone know, I think it was our friend Kelly. I let her know that I was afraid of frogs, and. Within a week, people were just sending me frog pictures. I mean, this is why I don't tell anyone what my what my deepest fears are. That's the thing, though. It's like if it's a thing that's just in nature that will be around you at some point, like 
And like if, if we're just walking and I think this is kind of how it happened. We're just walking down a sidewalk and there was a toad in it and I walked into the street and people are like, why are you in the street? I'm like, there's a D de- there's a demo, the devil, the devil's in the sidewalk. Because like I, I really dislike stingrays, but only when they're in the water I'm in. Like if I see a picture of a stingray and I'll even swim like with a ray that is not a stingle stinging ray, which is like hanging want, out. You want to see me really lose my shit? Huh? Be in a pool with me and then mention there's a frog in there with me. <laughs> You'll never see me move so fast. This is your this is your new workout routine. I put you in like a really deep, very large pool and then tell you there's a frog somewhere and then you have to somewhere. fight your way out of the pool. But that, and that's that's the thing. I won't be going quickly or like gracefully or like anything. It'll just be a panic treading of water because where's the fucking frog <laughs> could be anywhere. And now you're just thrashing around and drawing attention to yourself. Mm-hmm. Which, to be fair, I don't think frogs are like, they're not like sharks. They're not drawn towards thrashing human beings. So maybe that's a defense mechanism. But like, I could I could go any direction to try to get out of the pool and go right into the frog's clutches. And now he's on my face and sucking my soul out. <laughs> you got any final thoughts for anybody? <laughs> no, no, I think I think that's a good place to end it right there. Well, Michael, it's been lovely talking with everyone. If you enjoyed this show, you can find out more information at goodbuddymedia.com. Uh, uh, you can also find out more information about our sister show, The Longest Days of Our Lives, in which Michael and I and our good buddy Curtis are watching every single episode of the hit show 24. We are currently on season three, coming up on hour five, which um, we've slowed down a little bit given uh, our current, you know, our hiatus, I'll say. Uh, but we should have episode five of that out uh, this week. So be on the lookout for that, even if you've never seen the show. Uh, great time to jump in. It is my favorite season of 24. Uh, and we are just getting into the thick of it so um, if you like this show you'll almost certainly like that one even if you've never seen it because it's just us being goofy boys mostly talking about Toy Story and how I hate Tom Hanks as much as I hate Toads so there's that Toad Um, Hanks Toad Hanks Um, and also Michael spent his entire month of fun employment writing blog posts so there's just a ton of content up there now (laughs) so much there's just so much hashtag content um so you'll be disappointed on that front if you actually go to that website, but you can find out more information there. And uh, Michael, how else can people help us out? You can help us out by finding us on your podcast app of choice. Uh, just search for Trends in Low Places, or if you're looking for the other show, A Longest Days of Our Lives. Um, and when you find us, please uh, subscribe, uh, leave us a rating, or even a review if you're ever so kind. Um, you can also find us on all the social media at on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at TILPcast. Follow us there. Uh, you know, like our post, share them, retweet them would be great, especially when we have a new episode out. Um, the way we grow is with word of mouth. So that would be awesome. Yeah. Um, also, we have uh, an email address, goodbuddymedia at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from our fans. Um, you can reach us there. You can reach us on uh, Instagram at, at tiltcast or through Facebook Messenger. Um, so go ahead and reach out. We love to hear from everyone. We read every message we get. Even if we don't always respond, we're trying to get better at that. But uh, if you want to reach out, have us read a message on air to a listener. You want to share a story. You want to invite us to a juggalo gathering in June. Hmm. Shoot us a message because we are interested. Um, But Michael, it's been lovely talking with you, buddy. Love you. Love you too. Toodles. Toodles.